1450 AM WKXL, 103.9 in the Concord area, 101.9, our newest signal in the Manchester area. You have joined In Touch with Kale and Cormier, Ken Kale and Jane Cormier here, and uh, a delight to have you with us. And Jane, great to see you. Yes, Happy New Year. Thank you, and, <laughs> and same to you. Uh, I, I know that uh, recently you uh, had the, the battle, as so many of us have, with COVID. Yes, I did. I have escaped so far, but, uh, you know, like we were chatting about off the air, I think ultimately most people are going to get it, whether they're vaccinated or not. Sure. And uh, how did it hit you? It was, a, it was a, a flu. It felt like a flu to me. Um, and I was maybe sick, actively sick, like three days. Um, and then after that, slowly started to get better, you know, every day. So it wasn't long and drawn out. Um, I didn't, my, you know, I didn't have this overwhelming sore throat or cough or anything like that. But it was like a flu yeah. for me. That's what it felt like. Okay. And I think it's something we are all going to have to deal with for years to come. Yeah. Probably the rest of our lives. Do you think? I mean, I do. do they think that they're going to vaccinate the planet for the rest of our lives? <laughs> I don't think so. And even if they do, it's not going to go away. It's not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, it's, and there has been so much information on this whole thing from its inception yeah. that has confounded us, that has, uh, you know, confused, not been, us. confused yeah. us. So who even knows? At this point, common sense is, is, in my mind, what you use. You know, if you're not feeling well, stay home, uh, you know, do what you can to mitigate any kind of spread yeah. right keep your hands clean stay in your house quarters uh you know among family members if you're living together and, and don't you know head out to vacation somewhere just common sense and go and live your life because it's a fact of life it's it even if it's not covid something else could pop up yeah, absolutely so. and uh, so just uh, you know be careful and, uh, you know, if you are, like Jane said, if you are feeling ill, yeah. you know, stay at home and uh, don't uh, infect anybody else right. or, or at least not attempt to infect uh, anybody else, you know, by staying at home. Sure. Taking care of yourself, just like she said, uh, you know, consider it, you know, another form of the flu. Yes, yeah. right. Simple right. as that. And, and some people get flu shots. Some people don't. Uh, some people say when they've gotten flu shots, they, they get the flu mm -hmm. uh, anyway. So huh. and, and people get COVID-19 shots and they get COVID-19. That's right. And, and yeah. make no mistake, we know, we know from the numbers that have been processed even in the past two months that there is a high percentage of folks that were vaccinated that are getting the Omicron, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, exactly. My, you, know, you, can't, you can't go crazy with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a 30-year-old daughter uh, that uh, got COVID-19. And sure. she has taken uh, many precautions and is very careful about it. But nonetheless, uh, she believes she got it uh, in a gym. She's not 100% certain about that, but there were others in the gym who sure. also suffered uh, with COVID. Uh, she, you know, claims to have had a, a very mild case. Yep. Just a matter of the sniffles. And in fact, she said she didn't even lose her sense of taste. Yeah. So I don't Some know if that's don't. unusual. Yeah. 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 I, I have not contracted it yet, 
I hope I don't. I hope you but, don't, too. But I know there is that possibility. That, and you uh, might have. Yeah, I might have and <laughs> never knew it. There are people that they that have had antibodies yeah. that didn't even know that they had it. So yeah. you yeah. never know. You don't worry about it. You know, I, I teach not, school. No. Yeah, I hear you. And full classes, you know, 20-some-odd kids in my classes usually. And um, from the inception of this, of course, we had our time where we had to go home and go remote, right? But, um, you know, even in school, in front of the kids, it's so important to model, you know, smart, yeah. but no stress, right. right? They come into the classroom, every classroom, I have wiped every seat down mm-hmm. with the wipes. Yeah. We have, you know, the hand sanitizer. We yeah. keep social distance. You know, I, I'm far away from the kids if I have to do any singing. I'm, I've got a platform in front of me mm-hmm. and, you know, the mask. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we show them, when we demonstrate to the kids how yeah. we are going to, you know, follow the directives here and they see that you're not all uptight about it, you right. de-stress the kids. And it, I'm, I'm assuming that's the same with the rest of the public. You know, everybody have, was so fearful for so long and life changed as we knew it. We've got to stop that now. Yeah. It's time to we stop. Do. We we really and truly do, and just live our lives yeah. as we would normally do. You know, take the necessary precautions. Right. Uh, it might be a nuisance, uh, you know, uh, but uh, but do it. And uh, you know, I don't think school has ever been closed because of you know the fact that it's been flu season. No, it hasn't. N- but they're n- trying hard in a lot of yeah. districts in this country. I mean, we know in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, they effectively closed school because right. the teachers didn't feel safe. And the Democratic mayor in Chicago mm-hmm. is up in arms about that. Yeah. Well, one wonders if that isn't just because she knows the polling is very much yeah, against closing. Yeah, I think that's probably Because uh, nothing's being done by her office, right? The union, the teachers union in Chicago has mandated three times now in the past year and a half uh Things other than what the governor's office promoted Mm -hmm. with regard to education. Right. And none of them mattered. Right. So if you're a governor, where's your power? Right. If you say you want the kids in school and they're going to sick out, you know, or something, let's say that, you know, that was what was being said. Then what do you do? Do you do nothing? Because effectively that's what she's done. So it, it kind of makes me wonder if verbally. Yeah. We want the kids in school is what's being said. But behind the scenes, she's like, OK, not, not taking any action. Really. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What good is that? And just like our president as well, he has also said he wants the kids in school. Well, he says he yeah. wants the kids and he probably does. Who knows what he thinks? But he's been misinforming all along the way. And in fact, um, even his most recent, you know, his most recent outing yeah. <laughs> to for the people, to the people um, had a ton of mis misconceptions in there that were promoted as truth. Well, he certainly has been guilty of it, but he's not alone. No. He's not alone. There are a lot of people, including some people who really should know better. Right. uh, That have been misinforming people Mm -hmm. for, you know, uh, the better part of a year now. Right. uh, About COVID, what to do, what not to do. And uh, now it's just all falling apart. Even the agencies aren't agreeing right now. Right. No, it's true. It's true. So, I mean, for the most part, you just have to live your life right. as you normally lived it. I mean, and I've been in large gatherings. I mean, thousands of people uh, and uh, and not wearing a mask, mm-hmm. I, I might add. Uh, the largest gathering, I guess, was 
uh, in New Orleans when I was with uh, 70,000 of my closest closest friends for <laughs> New Orleans Saints-Tampa uh, Bay Buccaneers game Nice. Uh, back in October. So, uh, and stroll the streets uh, of New Orleans yep. without a mask yep. on Halloween on Bourbon Street. Holy moly. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you know. It's, Live your uh, life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the person I was with and and myself uh, uh, tested uh, negatively a couple of times. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we managed to uh, escape. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're both, you know, in that uh, danger period, I guess, in terms of how old we are. Right. Uh, but, uh, but nonetheless, you still have to live your life. You can't stop living your life. Yeah. I'm uh, unless you're, you know, very incapacitated by it. I guess you could make changes uh, at yeah, that point. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you, you could. But. You know, the whole problem too, Ken, with this, this, this fear uh, mongering that has happened since 2019, is that it hasn't just uh, changed how we live our life, but there has been so much blowback right now, and we're reading a lot about it, um, on newscasts and papers and everything, newspapers, talking about, um the shaming aspect of people that do not choose to be vaccinated Mm -hmm. and how, uh, you know, today, evidently, what, what mayor was it? I forget what mayor of what city, but I watched it shortly before I came here today and it just blew my mind that they were out there saying that we're going verbally saying, we're going to make things difficult for you if you decide not to vaccinate and you are not going to be able to go to, um, you know, restaurants and the cinema. How about Macron from, think, yes, from France, yes, yeah, right? I, I just saw that, as a matter of fact. That's yeah, right. You yeah. know, similar, right? He's going to, what do you say, piss off? Yeah. He said, we want to piss off the anti-vaxxers. Well, isn't that special? The yeah. president of France, right? Or the, whatever his title is. What message is that? Do you know what this all goes back to? And and I think about it a lot, you know, with someone that really does believe in what we're what our country is supposed to stand for. It's ironic to me to no end that we can have discussions about how important it is to choose and to have choice. Mm, freedom of choice. Yes. Right. Yeah. Freedom of choice, which I can agree with mostly. Yeah. But you know what? With the left or the progressive side for this, this whole thing, it's okay to have choice, but don't choose anything other than what we what? deem it's a convenient freedom the right of choice. choice. Yeah. Yeah. It, because you don't have the freedom of choice. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you are a bad human being. And we're going to make you suffer for that. What kind of choice is that? What is that? Mm. So, you know, it this whole republic idea while the left is all going, oh, democracy, we want to save the democracy for January 6th, right? Because yeah. that uprising, that terrible uprising, God, you know, God bless us. Uh, okay, and you know we want to save the democracy. How about we start thinking about republic? Because <laughs> I start getting crazy when we talk about democracy. Um, if everybody in this country comes down in a heap on the very small population that decides not to vax, that might be quote democratic, but it is not part of our republic. That is not how our government works. Well stated, and and so true, so true. As I should tell our listeners, they we actually are recording uh, this show on uh, January sixth, and uh, earlier today we heard some remarks from our vice president and uh, president 
of the United States. In fact, uh, the, the vice president opened things up on uh, January 6th by comparing what happened a year ago on January 6th to Pearl Harbor hmm. and 9-11. Called hyperbole, like wicked propaganda, so over the top and incorrect. And how dare you compare those two? How dare they do that? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it, it was just, I, I, I don't think they did themselves any good mm. by the message that they delivered uh, January 6th. 2022, talking about January 6th of 2021. Yeah. They did themselves no favors. I hope people are waking up. I hope you're right, Ken, because you know what? The whole ideology of using fear to control people is wearing thin. And I hope that everybody, I don't give a I don't give a care what your political persuasion is, because it doesn't matter. But everybody in our republic should be concerned. When the truth is tilted and slighted so much that what all is left is the doomsday narrative and you better start walking in step and you better do as we say because the world will end if you don't. Yeah. I hope people start figuring this out. You know, I, I think January 6th of 2022 should have been a great opportunity for mm. the president and vice president to reach out and try to unite the country. You were you were totally correct on that, and boy, was that blown! Uh, that what was an blown opportunity! To smithereens very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Absolutely. The president didn't even get to the mic before it was blown to smithereens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that was never going to happen because they had to make an example, right? The outgoing president, his supporters, how that whole uh, you know dialogue was being promoted in the left propaganda was such that they had to make. There be a bad guy. There had to be a big, 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 big monster there. Yeah, and of course we know who that was. Right. Or, or at least in their minds right. who it was. Right. right. Now that's not to say, that's not to say, because we are fallible beings, right, that that everything that happened January 6th was something that we should be proud of. I am oh, not saying that. No, no, I don't, and I don't think anybody right. is, is saying that. I don't See, think but they don't let you that. go. They don't let it go like that. They, they want everybody to think that if you have a question with the narrative on January 6th, that you are this right, crazy person that thinks that everything that happened was, was blameless and should happen again. That's where they put this discussion. That's how they bring well, That's you know, how they frame it. That's sure. how they frame yeah. it. Yeah. But most people understand that there were bad things that probably should never have happened on that day the way they did, right? But to take that narrative and turn it into something that now causes a wedge, uh, that big a wedge, on January 6th, the beginning of a new administration. If nothing else, you have to wonder what were those folks thinking. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. And uh, But on the other side of the ledger, it is really all the left has remaining. Yeah. It really is, is to go back and reflect on that very unfortunate day. Right. I mean, you know, nobody, I don't think there's anybody out there that really condones uh, what took place on right. January 6th. And no, and no or very few Republicans say it was a, a great thing that mm -hmm. happened. That's right. I don't think anybody's saying that. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, what we are saying is that, you know, they could have taken this moment on January 6th, 2022 to help unify the country a little bit. 
That but takes leadership. But that's not the direction they chose no. to take. No, because you know what? It's hard to be a good leader. You can lead. There's leadership all over the place. But leadership does not mean good things all the time. There have been exactly. some pretty bad, strong, evil leaders in this life, in this world, right? But good leadership is very difficult, and, and it goes against everything that the politics in this country is about these days, and on both sides, yeah. right? That You're right. This was an opportunity for a new administration to come in and say, you know what? We're starting again. You know, this is what we want to have happen, and everybody's welcome to join in this you know, this administration, right? But they didn't. Right from the beginning, they predicated, you know, if if you believed such and such or if you supported so-and-so, right? They started right from the beginning with that. Yeah. Identity yeah. politics. Why couldn't they have let it go once they had the, you know, right. they had the office? There's nothing that can be done now about what took place one year ago today as we record this program. There's nothing that can be done. Mm -hmm. uh, but what else do they have to go on uh, the left I'm talking about? Right. I'm talking about the president and the vice president and others as well in, in high office. Uh, you know, you, you think about the disaster, I think, that the last year has been horrible in this country. I mean, aside from COVID, mm -hmm. aside from COVID, put that aside. Uh, you know, most people have been wrong about COVID in one way or another. So put yeah. that aside. But so, so many things. You know, the, the immigrants coming in, the illegal immigrants coming into this country by the thousands mm -hmm. every single day. Still. Which is primarily uncovered mm -hmm. by the mainstream media. I mean, they're not talking about this in most of the mainstream media. Yep. They're not doing it. You know, the inflation that has hit this country. Right. Uh, there are just so many things. That, That's coming. They, That's going to start no, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we head toward the midterms. That's it, right. It, def <laughs> it definitely is. And we'll be hearing more about it yeah. on some outlets. Yes. Uh, not all. Not all. Some. But you know what? Yeah. The rates are starting to go up slowly. And they have now, they have now predicted, which caused all, which caused most anyway. I won't say all, but uh, the Dow had a bad day. 400 points yesterday down. And what was the what was the prediction? Three interest rate hikes coming in 2022. Yeah. Think about that. That's your mortgage. That's your car loan. That's your credit card debt. Three in 2022. You didn't yeah. hear too much about that. No, you didn't. But that's what they but predict. It's coming. The Fed. It is coming. That's it, right. it will be coming because it is going to be reality, folks. And it is time for a reality check. And, uh, you know, uh, so many, I think there have been, what, 26 already members of the United States House of Representatives have said that they are not running for re-election. Right. 26 Democrats. Well, there have been some Republicans as well. Yeah, but it's but mostly Democrats. Mostly Democrats. Yeah. They far outnumber the Republicans in that regard. Mm -hmm. So they aren't going to run for office because I think they know what the outcome of the uh 2022 midterms is going to be. And let, let's hope, uh, you know, if you're for trying to get the country back on the trajectory that's on law abiding and, uh, you know, right supporting, you know, personal freedoms, um, if you're on that side and let's say that the Republicans have a good year, let's hope the Republicans don't blow the opportunity to lead in a good way yep. the whole country, you know, just like. You know, this administration uh, perhaps didn't lead 
properly, right? Let's hope this the next midterm we can get some leaders into the into the House and the Congress that will lead in a good way. Let us hope. It is in touch with Kale and Cormier. Glad to have you with us today on 1450 AM WKXL, the signal that has been around now for more than 75, working on number 76, <laughs> now 76 years. 103.9 in the Concord area, 101.9 FM in the Manchester area. Welcome back. It is in touch with Kale and Cormier. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier with you. And Jane is fired up today. That, which is always, it's, a, it's always a good thing. I love it when Jane gets fired oh up. Oh, my. Yes. Uh, and uh, we were talking about uh, the midterms and uh, what's to come. And, you know, uh, one of the, the big issues, and, of course, what really started the uh, January 6th uprising at the Capitol in, in 2021 were our voting laws. Mm -hmm. And that's another issue that the vice president chose to uh, take to the podium on January 6th, 2022. And uh, I, I tell you, I think we've touched on it on this show before. But I think in this country, we have to go back to the way we voted pre-COVID. Because anything short of that is always going to cause controversy yes. in the outcome of election, regardless of which party yeah. wins the election. You know that, that uh, the old adage with the camel under the tent? Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's out now. How to how to m manipulate things? Yeah. Right under exactly. the vise of oh my gosh, you know panic, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't think it's ever going back in. You know. Well, unfortunately, you're probably right, but it would Sad. it would uh, it would be great to see the uh, voting laws go back to the way they were, and, and even then, I, I mean, the Democrats uh, Democrats disputed both times. That uh, George Bush was elected to office, George W. Bush, mm -hmm. they, they disputed that both times. And, and certainly they tried to uh, do everything they could to destroy Donald Trump, including impeaching him yep. twice right. for no good reason. <laughs> no, but we paid for that, too. Uh, you we know. paid for that. People don't stop to think, you know, while we're reading it and we're seeing it on TV, all our tax dollars were going to perpetuate those two you know, nothing but political theater. That's what that whole thing was about. And we paid for that, too. You know, when I, if I go back out there and start again, I, I don't know if I'm going to run for office, but I'll tell you what. The one thing I will say all the time that anybody will listen to me is that none of the money being spent belongs to anyone but you. Exactly. Nobody yeah. stops to think this wonderful, you know, this overburdened, pork-laden, you know, bring America back to on the, what is it, move America somewhere or something, what they call it, uh, full of really, really bad stuff that's costing us yeah. way too much money. Yeah, the Build Back America plan. Build Back build, America. Build Back there America. Is. And thankfully, there's uh, someone out there from the Democratic side that thinks clearly, and uh, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia yeah. Yeah. So I read yesterday that he's he's now in discussion, you know, about some of that stuff. Let's just hope that he holds tight because uh, they're talking even yesterday, hours of dialogue to try to change uh, to change the whole bill so that he'll vote for it. Mm. Um, well, if it if it is strictly infrastructure, which in the, it won't in the be. way we think of it, right. in the way we think of an infrastructure like. 
you know, roads and yeah. uh, bridges. public transportation, bridges. Right. Yeah, if, if it's that, then that's that's fine. If they spend, you know, a trillion and a half dollars on that, you know, I wouldn't be upset about it because there certainly are, uh, you know, roads and bridges sure. and public transportation that, that certainly need help in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's not what I, I am opposed to and, and what most Republicans are not opposed to. It's all... Uh, the other stuff, all the right. other pork, right. as it were. And it's not free money. It's our taxpaying dollars. When you go to work and you work hard and you bring home a paycheck, those tax dollars are going into that pot that they are now going to give to all these crazy causes, and we're still paying that bill. Make no mistake. You know, we forget that. We forget it. We think it's somehow... Just the government's oh, they, money. Oh, they can just print it up and right. take care of it. Which but maybe no, they are, but may, still. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but, but you're right. We are paying for it. And, yeah. and, uh, and don't we have enough inflation already? And, uh, and, and so many things that are, you know, hamstringing us from a uh, financial yeah. uh, point of view. Really. I mean, the, the price of gas, you see how that's gone up yeah. over the last year. And what's, what's one of the first things President Biden did when he took off his first day? Yeah. Shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Which is just, you you have to wonder what the heck that was. I mean, I know what it was, but all the jobs that were lost and how that affected gas prices almost immediately. It did. It, it absolutely <laughs> did. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we, and I know it's it's for their big push yeah. for electric cars that everybody needs an electric car by 2030. Yeah. But, but as we talked uh, in our last program, with uh, Amanda Osmer, uh, she knows very well, having worked for a long time in the automobile industry, and you don't even have to work in the automobile industry to know mm-hmm. that the infrastructure is not there and won't be here for a long time to accommodate if everybody. Ever. Of course, if ever, right? To accommodate everybody, that uh, you know that if if we all have to switch over to electric cars, where by does the electric you know come that, from? You know, yeah, from fossil fuels. From coal, right? Yeah, from coal. And fossil yes. fuels. Yeah. So what the heck are they talking about? They're just calling it something else. Right. Right. It's exactly right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> and, and and right now, I mean, if even if even 10% of the population of New Hampshire had an electric car, there wouldn't be the infrastructure for it. Right, right. now. Right yeah. now, there would not be. How would you get the get the electric you need? <laughs> let let alone, <laughs> let alone all the people who come in from out of state with their electric cars. Yes. And want to charge them up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so there's not the infrastructure now. And my guess is uh, in eight years from now, in 2030, there won't be either mm-hmm. for the amount of people that are going to have electric cars. Yep. Uh, by then. That's why the hybrids are, you know, a, a better answer and... Uh, and, and a lot of people have the hybrid cars now. Right. And so we'll see what happens. But there have just been so many missteps mm-hmm. by by this administration. And I think that's why they took the the track that they did on January 6th of 2022 to bring this all back. Right. And make sure the people were reminded about what took place right. on January 6th, 2021. Right. And, it's really such a doom and, and gloom thing, and, isn't it? Yeah. And, and compare it. Compare it, our vice president comparing what happened on January 6th, 2021 at the Capitol to, uh, you know, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Yeah, amazing, huh? Yeah, in 1941. And, 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 and September 
11th. Uh, uh, it's just uh, just amazing. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. I mean, yeah. we need common sense. Why don't we start a political party? Common sense political party. <laughs> you know, it would wipe out the Democrats and the Republicans. It would because. Yeah, well, you know, there are so many independents <laughs> and, you know, so many of these uh, elections these days are riding on the votes of, of the independent. independent. Yes. You bet. Yeah. You bet. There's no doubt about that. I mean, there are a lot of people who have left the, the Democrat Party mm -hmm. and a lot of people who have left the Republican Party yep. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. For whatever reason, uh, in, in both cases. Uh, but they have decided to become uh, independents. Right. And you're getting more on the voting rolls every year. Yep. They are the and, ones that decide the, the elections now. Yeah. It's the no, independents. They, they, they truly are. Yeah. They, they truly are. So if you take a poll of strictly Republicans or strictly Democrats or strictly Republicans and Democrats combined, you're missing a lot of the voters yep. out there. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the ones in the middle, the independents that are in the middle, are going to be, be the people to hopefully have some common sense and drive this train because this train right now is going the wrong direction. It's really sad to watch it. Yeah, it really is. That that Amtrak is going in the wrong direction for <laughs> Joe Biden, even though he spent of, of his first, well, almost 365 days in office now since January 20th of 2021. He has spent nearly... A hundred of them in Delaware yeah, wow. on vacation at Rehoboth Beach yeah. in Delaware, which is a wonderful spot. Yeah. But, you know, I, I honestly, I, I, Donald Trump, I guess, can be accused of a lot of things. Now, one thing I don't think they can find. I mean, they say, oh, he's, all, he's always out there playing golf. He's always playing golf. Mm. I don't honestly remember. Mm. In the four years that President Trump was in office, of him actually taking an extended vacation. Yeah, not, really like, not like you see the others have done. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, but I don't recall it. I mean, yes, he does. He did play some golf. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I think virtually all the presidents have. Yes, I think maybe, and what is he not supposed to uh, have any, any time down? And, and That's a big difference from, you know, having so many days. And, and anybody <laughs> who is in business who, who plays golf knows that a lot of important things sometimes are talked about yeah. on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, and the many decisions, corporate and otherwise, have been made on golf courses throughout the world. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, and that, you know, probably uh, was good for him. Uh, he loves to play golf. But I don't remember ever, and he went down to Mar-a-Lago, obviously, but yeah. I don't remember a time when he wasn't communicating in some way. Right. For better or worse, uh, with the American people. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was always on. Yes, he was. Yeah. I, I don't remember any uh, lull periods or dull periods when President Trump <laughs> uh, was in charge. And, and maybe, you know, it, 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 it didn't pay off for him, obviously, in the long run. But, uh, but I, I think, you know, to accuse him of taking a lot of time off. Yeah, uh, I, I think is in error. Well, I really do. I, I think you're probably right about that. And I think that anybody that has that has thought that this story is not is finished it is is not still ongoing is missing the point he might not have made it to the presidency a second time but the donald isn't done by any stretch i think you're absolutely right <laughs> and, uh, I, but you know i think he owes it though and and i know you know no one is going to uh, tell him otherwise he's going to do what uh, exactly what he wants mm. to do mm -hmm. uh, but uh, 
I, I, I think he's in a in kind of a sense holding up some of the Republicans who might be thinking about launching yeah, campaigns. No doubt about it. Because let, let's face it, I mean, the midterms are coming up, and then right after the midterms, then you know the Iowa caucuses and right. the New Hampshire primary mm-hmm. is going to be uh, another right there. Very, very much talked about event. That's right, uh, both of them. And uh, as we well know, after right after the midterms take place. Right after the Republicans take control of the the Congress and the Senate, which they will probably do, mm-hmm. because that's usually what happens. Right. Uh, you know, in in the midterms of the the opposite party, the the party that's not in power uh, in in the White House will take over in the Senate and the House. That's just the way it happens. Yeah. Uh, regardless of the administra- administration. So uh, we we look for the Republicans to take over both houses. And then right after that, I mean, there are some people who have, you know, put their, you know, feet in the water a little bit. And, you know, you know, they're out there. Uh, Senator Cotton, for example, has, uh, you know, he's pretty much, I think, decided to run. Yeah. Uh, But will some of those people who are on the fence decide to run if they know for sure that Donald Trump is in the race? Yeah. Well, he's got a lot of money still. Yeah, and he's, you know, he continues. He continues to collect money too. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and maybe he's giving them to other candidates. In maybe congress- we don't know. In congressional races, right? I don't know. I don't know how that works really, uh, but you know he is he is fundraising. There's no doubt about it because I get texts every day, mm-hmm. every day from the Trump campaign or Trump people. Yeah. Let's put it that way because yeah. there's no campaign going on right now. Right. But uh, I, I still get those texts every day. So they're, they're raising money for something. That's right. For something. That's right. That's why I say you don't know what the end of the story is. I don't it could think it's be the for Jimmy Fund. No. no, it's not no. the Jimmy Fund. <laughs> but it could be either it's he's going to. It's the Donald Fund. It's the Donald Fund to have a big impact in one way or the other. Yeah, no That's doubt. what's going to happen. This is In Touch with Kale and Cormier. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier with you on 1450 AM WKXL. 103.9 in the Capital Region and 101.9 in Manchester and vicinity. Stay with us. Welcome back to 1450 AM WKXL 103.9 on the FM dial in the Concord area, 101.9 in Manchester and vicinity. That signal that booms into Manchester, Bedford, Goffstown, parts of Merrimack, you name it. Places where <laughs> WKXL has never penetrated before. Right. Have been penetrated now and infiltrated <laughs> by WKXL and its outstanding lineup of programming, including uh, Boston Celtics basketball, which you can hear every game live with uh, Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell right here on WKXL. You can't stream it. Can't no. stream the Celtics, but you can listen to them over the air That's on good. all of our three very good signals here That's at awesome. WKXL. So, uh, Jane, any any direction you would like to take this in now? Since yes, uh, yes, I, okay. Because you know what, you are so I. You always enlighten me when we talk sports. Okay, and so I want to get your take. What do you think happened with the Bucks, um, Mr. Brown, who left town? <laughs> well, the, the the latest is that he said he communicated with his head coach Bruce Arians about an ankle injury he had. He had texted him. Uh, prior to the I game. I hadn't heard this. Was this true? This is relatively uh, oh, new information okay. as we record this on January 6th. Okay. 
uh, a relatively new information that he had texted Bruce Arians. I haven't seen the, the texts that were, were sent. I don't know if I'm sure others have. Uh, but that he did inform the coach. However, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have officially released him because uh, even if he did text the coach, he did not text the medical, medical staff right. uh, about uh, his ankle issues. And the fact of the matter is, is that he did play in that game. I know, and he played on, pretty well. Uh, on Sunday. And he has been playing well. Right. Uh, he's been their, their top receiver of late because they've had a lot of injuries uh, on their roster. And Tom Brady has had fewer and fewer targets uh, every yeah. week to work with. Yeah. So, you know, he was a very important member of, of that team. And I just think he's the kind of guy, he's like Kyrie Irving uh, in the NBA. He's like the Kyrie Irving of the NFL that always wants to be in the spotlight for one reason or another. Okay. Yeah. That I, could be. I think Kyrie is a little bit more. Um, I'm not a fan of, of him myself, but um, I think he is a little bit more other oriented than Brown. I think Brown is, I think there's something really wrong with that poor guy. Uh, but you know what was was telling to me? Did you see the um, after the show? What do they call that when the when they come and they interview the post game interview? Post game, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, there's another word for it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you could tell Arians was really PO'd, but yeah. his press conference. I, did yeah. You, yeah, yeah, the press conference. Yeah. Did you notice how off Tom looked in that in that conference in that press conference? Well, you know, I think for one thing. Antonio Brown would not have been there without Tom Brady. I know, and, I know. And I think Tom feels kind of responsible you should for see. bringing him on board. I, I, I saw that. When I saw that, I was like, wow, he's shook. He, I never yeah. saw him look well, like I, that. I think he truly cares about Antonio yeah. Brown. I really do. I, I really think I agree sincerely with you. Yeah. that Tom Brady, I, I think he's a caring person in the first place, but I think he's the guy that brought Antonio Brown on. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, he brought him on. He wanted the Patriots. And he lived with him for a while. That's I mean. right. <laughs> he lived with him when he was with the Patriots for one whole game. Yeah. And he also lived with him when he was a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right, when he came first down. Yeah. But here's the yeah. thing. When you're when you're looking at the personnel, now, when we saw that, that event happen and he's dancing down in the end zone off to the, you know, yeah. out of the stadium, um, you could, you got the feeling like it seemed to be okay. Then. He, was, he was hopping around pretty <laughs> yeah. good, but I mean, I think he, obviously he had a breakdown of some sort. I think he did anyway, but mm. yeah. here's the thing. There are those that are saying that he wasn't going to be given the minutes to be able to get the bonus. Is, is there any validity to that Could be. or the uh, other but side? I, but I doubt that because teams want to win. I mean, that's the bottom line is right. winning. But and, see, he had yeah. like three different categories yeah. with 300,000 plus was on each category, right? But reportedly, uh, Bruce Arians, the coach, wanted to send him in the game. That's right. And he, and he said no. Right. But now they're saying that there was another group that thought that it was because he was PO'd that Brady kept throwing to Gronk. And wow. that because of that, of course, he can't make he can't make the numbers, right? Yeah. Because he's not he's not carrying the ball for his for his right, bonus. Not, not receiving it. So yep. you just have yep. to wonder if that played part of it or if he yep. just there's had a breakdown. So, so many factors yeah. with Antonio Brown that could play into it. I what mean, a I shame. I just think huh? there's so many. It really is because he's an incredible talent. He I is. mean, he really is, but yeah. he obviously has some serious issues. Yeah. I mean, he truly does. He does. Uh, and, uh, you know. And, and now the uh, poor Tampa Bay, I mean, they certainly could have used him. He's been given so many chances yeah. and he always somehow blows it. But listen, if he, if they released him, there was talk that they weren't going to release him. 
because then that would just allow that problem to go out again. Like somebody else can scoop him up and there you no, go again, right? No. So think, did they release him? Uh, yes, Actu- they did. Actually. Yes, they did. Yeah. Okay. He's no longer a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. And uh, I think most teams, most teams would be very reluctant. They're saying to, that Dallas would would be interested. Well, we shall see. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know about for what did you, you know, laugh, huh? the remaining games of this season. I mean, there's only as we take yeah. this one regular season week to go, and the Cowboys will be in the playoffs after that. But right. Anything could happen, but also anything could transpire with Antonio Brown as well. He is uh, very, very unpredictable. Yeah, volatile for for sure. Great talent, but uh, really someone that uh, I don't think too many teams would want on their roster. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, and take a chance on him again. Yeah. It is uh, In Touch with Kale and Cormier. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier, 1450 AM, WKXL 103.9 in the Concord area. And our great new signal in Manchester, it is located at 101.9 on the FM dial. Welcome back. You know, we're headed down the home stretch (laughs) in in this rapidly paced program known as uh, Kale and Cormier on 1450 AM at WKXL 103.9 FM in the uh, Concord area and 101.9 FM in the Manchester area. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier here. And uh, Jane has another program, too, yeah. uh, by the name of Artful Living. Artful Living, yes. And it's a great show and something that the area was in desperate need of. Yeah, you know what? I think that grace and art and beauty and all that stuff is important. It is important. It's and very when important. we don't encourage it, it's our loss. I really believe that. I teach that every day to my kids at Founders. Because I think in, in our day of going too fast and going crazy all the time, we can we miss the beauty and the grace that's right in front of us. Yeah. If we just stop and look for it, we'll be okay. And there is so little time dedicated on the airwaves to anything remotely like that. Totally. And so we have it right here with our own Jane Cormier <laughs> on, on all of the WKXL platforms, including nhtalkradio.com, where you can stream all of the programming, except the Celtics, uh, but everything else is there uh, 24 hours a day. And if you missed it, you can go back mm-hmm. and listen to it again right. on nhtalkradio.com. True. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful it, it, it thing. Is, it is a beautiful thing. Now, as, as we take this, as we said on January 6th, uh, we still have not only a dispute in Major League Baseball between the owners and the Players Association. We don't even have any communication between the owners and the Players Association at this point in time with spring training just scheduled to open a little over a month. Why no talks? It's baffling everybody. It it baffles everyone. It really and truly does because, you know, let's face it, both sides are doing extremely well. Right. Both sides. I mean, the owners are making lots of money. Right. And there is more money uh, in the game right now from outside sources uh, than there ever have ever has been before. I'm not just talking about television, but I'm also talking about the gambling aspect of the game, because these professional teams now, baseball and every other sport, are aligned with one, at least one gambling operation or mm-hmm. another. Okay. Uh, which we never thought would take place. Never. 
in, in this country on, on a legal basis. Right. And it's it's all above board, but more money is coming in. The owners are doing uh, much better uh, than they have ever done before in every major sport. And the players want a slice of that. The players are asking to become free agents sooner hmm. and uh, and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I don't think they're asking for too much, really. I, I really don't. I mean, the players are making great salaries. Don't get me wrong. Right. But they want their freedom a little bit sooner than they're getting it now from the owners. So it's the issues, a couple of them are complicated. It, nothing that should not be able to be worked out. And yet, here they are. They're not even communicating. So what is it? Whoever first blinks uh, loses? And, and we're into the second month of this lockout. And <laughs> spring training just about Crazy. scheduled open in a month from now. Wow. That's going to have to do it for this edition of In Touch with Kale and Cormier. Thanks for joining us. On 1450 AM, 1039 FM, and 101.9 FM in Manchester.